Good morning. This is Elliot Fishman speaking to you from CTSS headquarters in downtown Baltimore, Maryland. It's a pleasure to welcome you to our latest podcast. And in this podcast, I'd like to review some recent events and uh, make just some comments and thoughts I have on them. Last week, we had our 22nd annual CT course in Orlando, Florida. It was a fantastic course. The had terrific visiting faculty and Hopkins faculty. We had 86 degrees, and what more can you ask for than warm weather and great talks? And the reason I know the talks were great, in addition to the fact that I gave some of them, uh, was because even though it was 86 degrees out, people were still at the lectures at 5 o'clock at night. So that indeed is very impressive. And at the meeting, we did what we typically have done in the past, which is have workstations. And one of the interesting things is we've been doing workstations at CT meetings, which is something that's very popular now at many meetings for eight years. Eight years ago, when we showed workstations at a meeting, people would look at them and at best thought maybe it was a cheap way of getting their email. But there was very little interest, or maybe by the third or fourth day or the last day of the meeting, people would go over and touch them after we've explained to them why they should be using them. Well, this year was kind of interesting. We had Siemens and GE, that who both did terrific jobs with training, bringing multiple workstations to the meeting, and they posted sign-up sheets the first morning at 7 a.m., and the meeting starts at 8 a.m., and it was amazing. At 7 a.m. or 7.30, people were signing up for the hands-on, so people already knew it was something they needed to be thinking about. The meeting then started, and I did my usual survey, what type of scanners do you have, what make. Uh, So, for example, about uh, half the people um, commented they had 64-slice scanners, about 80% had 16 or 64. So people did have the capabilities and capacity to do terrific stuff. When I then asked the people how many were doing coronary CT angiography, about 10 people raised their hands. So at best, one out of six or seven people who could use a 64 for cardiac were actually doing it. A few more were doing virtual colonoscopy, but it was still no more than 20 people. And we're talking 10 people out of 275 or 20 out of 275. And then when we asked how many were doing CT angiography, it was still a small number People were doing it, but one or two cases a day it was a rare thing. And then uh, when I asked how many people were well-trained on workstations, two people raised their hand. I know one was definitely one of the faculty members and one was one of the audience members. So you recognize, no great surprise, if you don't feel comfortable on the workstation, you're probably not going to be using the workstation. So that is not something that does surprise me. What was interesting over the next couple days was why we do CME and why people attend CME. We had Stefan Achenbach from Erlangen speak on cardiac CT, and he gave four incredibly outstanding talks, and that really pumped up the audience. And then we had Perry Pickard, who gave four terrific talks, but had two talks on virtual colonoscopy. Now, one of the things about both speakers was they explained the difficulty of doing the studies and the complexity of doing the studies and the great potential of doing the studies, but also said, look, it's something you can do, it's something you should do, and it's not all that difficult if you try hard. And I think for many people, it really gave them the momentum. So for the next three days, the workstations were jammed, the book vendors were selling books like they were going out of style. It kind of reminded me sort of of uh, New Year's Eve where everyone swears they're going to go on a diet and joins the health club the next day. And I think that's what everybody did. Everyone joined the CT health club. 
That is, we're going to use that 16 and 64 slice, scan it to the max, and we're going to do coronary CTA and colons and CT angiography. So we'll see, and hopefully we'll get follow-up, and people have will have done that. But it does make the point why you do CME. You could read a book, you can read an article, but when you hear terrific speakers who are very enthused about what they do and can explain it very well, it really transcends what a book can provide or what notes can provide or what a tape of a lecture can provide. And that is high-quality CME. We had other terrific speakers, uh, Charlie White from University of Maryland, Mike Federley from University of Pittsburgh, spoke on chest and spoke on liver, respectively, and pancreas, and gave absolutely terrific talks. So I think one of the things it made me think about, and I personally heard all the talks myself, and they were truly outstanding, is the importance of CME and the importance for all of us, whether we're experienced or have less experience, to go to CME, listen to other people who are doing things, how they do it, reinforce the things you know how to do, and learn something new. And in this era where we're all very, very busy, I think it's important to recognize that CME is indeed very critical, and that yes, you can read the books, and yes, you can listen to tapes, and yes, you can listen to podcasts, and those all have tremendous value. And we're big pushers of the web. But I will say that at times, it, there is nothing that is more impressive than being in a room with several hundred people, listening to somebody tell you how to do it, looking at potential pitfalls, looking at problems. It's the moment. It's the sheer intensity of the moment that really changes how you do things. I think it's very important to recognize that. As we do our CME courses in the future, Next year will be our 23rd meeting, President's Weekend, if all's well, next year. We'll have the same type of speakers. Some of them will be the same speakers, really just trying to show you exactly how to do things, why you do things, and how well we should be able to do things in clinical practice. In saying that, it also emphasizes how slow radiology is at times to change, uh, I was interviewed in JAMA, I think the 16th of February issue, which spoke about change and uh, how not everybody uses the scanners up to the capability. And that's something we all know. It's something that's an issue. It's one of those things, best of times, worst of times for radiology. We're all very busy. It's hard to learn new things, but it's something we must do. It's not just a matter of turf battle. It's good patient care. We need to do what we can and optimize what we do for better patient care. 64 slice CT and 16 slice CT are incredible technologies, but they're only incredible technologies when they're used in clinical practice. So it's very exciting. The meeting really, uh, I think, pumped everybody up. And what I'll try to do with you over the next couple podcasts is share some of the information that was provided to us there. With that, let me sign off and thank you for attention and have a nice day. <music>